Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Thursday. We're so close to the weekend. Not quite there yet, though. The Packers having their final practice prior to the CBA-mandated break over the weekend where the players and the coaches and pretty much everyone are told to get away, refresh, reset, and then come back on the back end of the weekend and get ready for week one of the National Football League. How's that? I just cut a promo for you, NFL. You're welcome. Uh, the for most kind of probably most interesting slash concerning news out of practice today, Darnell Savage not participating. You don't love to see it at a position like safety where things are, let's just say, unsettled. Uh, you would think going into week one, Savage would be your starter across from most likely Rudy Ford, but who knows? Maybe we end up seeing Jonathan Owens and Anthony Johnson Jr. out there to open things up against the Bears. And I will say, I know there's been a lot of hand-rigging at the sa- about the safety position this offseason, which I completely understand. But I will also say, as Brian Gutekunst and the Packers are resetting this roster, as they have from the Aaron Rodgers years to now the new Jordan Love era, going young, shedding veterans, etc., you're never going to be able to fill every hole in an offseason. We all know that. And the kind of throwing the darts approach at safety, probably they had undoubtedly hoped someone would rise to the fore. We've talked about that before, uh, especially opposite Darnell. But from what we've seen, I would guess we are going to be up and down all year at the safety spot. And that's not necessarily an indictment of anybody. It's just a fact of, you only have so many resources and you can only fill so many holes. And as I think, I believe Brandy already quipped in the comments here, time for another first round safety. Wouldn't be a surprise if we got to next year's draft and the Packers were in a market for a safety. I know a lot of people had them earmarked for possibly taking a safety in this past springs draft. But I, like I said, you can only fill so many holes at one time. And uh, I think we are going to have to live with whatever we see on display at the safety spot throughout uh, 2023, less than optimal, no question about it. But hey, it's also a chance and an opportunity for a young guy like, say, Anthony Johnson Jr. to develop and go ahead and grab it and make something out of that position. Um, Here's hoping he does that. Hey, and here's hoping Jonathan Owens does the same and Ford kind of continues to grow in the scheme and become uh, that much better from scrimmage and, and all these things are possible, but yeah, there's no doubt. If you want to pick out probably the weakest part of this roster, it's at safety. And we've seen way too many times in our collective memories here as green Bay Packers fans where plays that should probably be say, you know, five, six yard gains rupture into 20, 30 yard gains because of a missed tackle at the safety spot. More than anything else, I've said it all offseason, I got two requirements at safety this year in Green Bay. Be assignment sure, be a willing tackler. And if you can do those two things, you should stay on the field. So here, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it transpires here. Hopefully, we get through this weekend and we get back and Savage is back out there and they've got their, I guess, regular starting tandem with Savage and Ford and away they go. But it could literally go any which way. I still have no handle on how they're going to approach not only just the starters, but then the rotation when they go to some nickel looks and dime looks and things like that. 
you all know, you've seen the coverage and you've seen, you know, undoubtedly writ, read the articles. Savage, the better, you know, the closer to the line of scrimmage he is, the better he gets. But traditionally, that's a slot role. And tradition, like this past summer, we've seen Nixon man that for the most part when they're in their, well, you call it nickel, but it's really base in today's NFL. So are you putting Savage down there still? Is that going to happen in dime? Is he going to be having to deal with two-way goes from some of these shifty wide receivers? I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I would say I'm fascinated to see how it plays out, but I'm actually kind of petrified to see how it plays out. But here's hoping, man. Here's hoping. Here, they all rise to the occasion. And maybe the new kind of rules in the back end, some of the new coaches involved in the secondary, helps iron a lot of that out. A lot of hope. A lot of hope prior to week one. I want to give a quick shout out to our good friends over at Ticket King. People, you know you want to utilize Ticket King when wanting to see the Green Bay Packers play tackle football in 2023. Just head to Cheesehead TV, go to our website or our app, find the schedule, and then utilize individualized links for each and every game, home or away, throughout the entire season. Use Ticket King, people. Don't use Ticketmaster, StubHub, or SeatGeek. None of these national companies. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Hell, you can use a link in the description of this video. Just utilize Ticket King when you want to watch the Green Bay Packers. Do it, folks. You know you want to. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Thank you for uh, sticking with me today after all my uh, technical issues yesterday. Really sorry that I had to leave you guys hanging. I greatly appreciate your support and coming back, uh, including Merkel here. Thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, that's no cap. Did Goody find Jordan Love on a fucking app? Look at this. We got people referencing Motel Men lyrics on super chats. This is an incredible development. Uh, I appreciate you, uh, the support of the super chat, and I really appreciate you listening to Motel Men. Thanks, man. And uh, I don't believe he found him on an app, but anything is possible. Doug, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. I'm just here to buy Nags a beer. P.S. The new Coon and Dusty show looks awesome. The new Coon and Dusty show, you say? I hear several of you out there asking, what pray tell is he talking about? Well, I'm glad you brought it up, Doug, because this fall, every week here at Cheesehead TV on the YouTube channel, we have a brand new show coming your way. Let's take a quick look. One play in our... Offensive category is the is the power sweep, as we call it. Actual number of that play is 49, and the reciprocal of that is 28. 49-28. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. How awesome is that? Can't beat it with a bat. And hey, major shout out to Tyler for putting that together. Uh, it's totally dope. Uh, better than anything I would have ever done. And yes, I am absolutely thrilled. Been talking to John about something like this now for a little bit. Uh, he actually reached out to us about it. And we obviously here at Cheesehead TV, we're thrilled with the idea. And Dusty, if you guys have read any of his stuff over at CheeseheadTV.com or any of the places where he produces his content, um, including his 
YouTube channel, which you should all be subscribed to. Just felt like a natural fit. Dusty and John will be breaking down the most important plays each and every week here on Cheesehead TV. Really, really hope you, you keep up with them all year because it's going to be a lot of fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And Doug, again, thanks for the support, man. Really appreciate the super chat. Saul, thanks for the super chat, man. Packers might have to find more safety depth. You're not lying. I mean, they did just pick someone up off waivers uh, from the Buffalo Bills via the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We'll see if uh, he's anything more than a special team stalwart. But uh, I do not doubt for a moment that they will continue to scour both the waiver wire, free agency, possible trades. if things turn sour, so to speak, back there as the year goes on. Menace, thanks to Super Chat, man. Keeper League, Nags, and I need that wisdom. Oh, it really? A fantasy football question? Man, I suck at fantasy. I keep telling people I am the worst person to ask about anything fantasy-related. Uh, but I'll give it a go. Would you keep Aaron Jones, Waddle, or Higgins? Just remember, I keep 33. You will have to listen to me complain about his touches and lack of goal line touches again this year. Menace, did you really come here to Cheesehead TV, devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide, and ask me if you should keep Aaron Jones or two other dudes? You know I'm going to say Aaron Jones. You know it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't matter. Of course you keep Aaron Jones. Do you carry the G or not? I mean, you asked for it, Menace. I I appreciate the the Super Chat, but... My God, man, this is a no-brainer. If ever there was a question that fit the category no-brainer, that's a no-brainer. Come on, man. Rick, thanks for the Super Chat. Bears fans have gone from love will be bad to begrudgingly now calling him a game manager. Methinks they hear footsteps of a new owner. (laughs) I like it. I like where you're headed there. I mean... You say that about the Bears fans. I got to admit, I don't really pay a ton of attention to all the squawking, either on the Bears side or from Packers fans, when it comes to you know, the back and forth. Every once in a while, it does land in my mentions, and sometimes I'll have a little fun with it. But I've tried to tune the Bears fans out, man, especially you know after Adam Rank went on NFL Network and said they were going to win 12 games. W- what are we doing here? 
why are we even paying attention to these people, folks? Uh, but yes, you, you are undoubtedly correct. Now that the narrative around Jordan Love has already started to form as, oh, this kid might be okay. Like, oh my gosh, it's not a total car wreck. Of course, they're going to have to change whatever kind of tune they're singing. Um, because before it, it was, you know, mostly, oh, he's terrible. It was a wasted draft pick. He's going to suck. Well, you know, early returns would suggest that that's not quite the case. So we shall see what tune they're singing after they take that L in week one. Dennis, thanks for the super chat, man. After careful thought, I have decided the man we know only as Brandy's hubby is in the witness protection program. <laughs> hey, he was on happy hour this week. Always good to see him. Brandy, uh, she, she's got stuff in order over there. I, I, have, no, I have little doubt. He, he's always a, a good sport. There's no doubt about that. Uh, don't want to miss any other super chats. Oh my goodness. Can't do that. Camille, what's up? More fire on the way for Cheesehead TV. Camille, you got your own fire coming up here on Cheesehead TV. That's right. Camille and I kicking off Carry the G and MKE next week, people. Gonna be a lot of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Jacob, thank you for the super chat, man. Can't wait to see what putting Barry in a box does for our defense this year. Uh, look, whatever works, right? And hey, if that helps, let's do it. We'll see. I, I clipped the part from yesterday's chat uh, for Twitter this morning. Like, I got to see it, man. Like, who knows? It's, it could very well just be a continuation of the clown car we've seen for the last couple of years. Or maybe it does make a true difference. I got to see it. You got to prove it. You got to show me. I'm not holding my breath. We'll see. Carl, thanks for the super chat. I get the sense that the eggshells have been removed from all the open areas at 1265. There's a palpable edge to Lafleur impressors. Love it. I'm very fascinated that, uh, first of all, Carl, that you brought that up about Lafleur. The tone is different, right? And I'm not talking about that. There was definitely a day this summer where he was like a little edgier than usual, like in a bad mood. But outside of that day, I think he's been really professional in the media auditorium and with the media. But he's definitely got a different tone. And I don't know if I'd call it an edge, but he's, it's just there's more assuredness. There's certainly more kind of, I would say, a more relaxed tone. But again, yeah, with some command of the room, like there's a confidence there that it just didn't seem to be there in past seasons. So I'm fascinated to see how that kind of manifests throughout the season. No doubt about it. But I'm glad you said that, Carl, because I didn't want to like, just kind of just throw it out there like has anyone else noticed this because like it feels like okay maybe that's just my way of reading it but i'm glad someone else is kind of validating what i've been seeing it's like the tone is different no doubt about it jason thanks for the super chat man is wilson the first green bay running back to wear 31 since jerry ellis you know who would probably have that is uh dara uh from packer report he's been tweeting out all sorts of packer number history stuff so if anyone knows he does i have no idea maybe probably I mean, I know that's been a very defensive back-heavy number, but uh, probably. What's up, Dylan? Nag's favorite Nelson and Sitton memory. Yeah, shout out to Jordy Nelson and Josh Sitton. Their induction into the Packers Hall of Fame is imminent. Um, the Nelson, I, I was thinking about this today. For, for Jordy Nelson, as far as favorite memories, obviously there are a ton of big plays to choose from throughout his time in Green Bay. Uh, Several in the Super Bowl jump jump to mind. Uh, 
one of my all-time favorites is the slant against Darrell Rivas right before half against the Patriots that goes for a touchdown. That's an all-timer. Um, and really, it's just the the corner posts that he and Rodgers just perfected over the years. It was almost unstoppable and completely changed the way defenses had to play the Packers. Um, but there was always that moment in the game, usually around midfield, where Rodgers would play action and roll out. And sometimes with Sitton as the personal protector, kind of guiding the way, and the whole kind of stadium, and even if you were at home, you would kind of start getting up out of your sofa a little bit, and you just that anticipation of Rodgers going deep to Nelson, and Nelson just inevitably being wide fucking open. I mean, how this, it was un, it was unstoppable. They just would set it up and call it at the Mike would call it at the right time. And Jordy would just absolutely smoke guys in the in the secondary. That was that whole stretch was amazing, just amazing. You can't you can't beat it. As far as sitting goes, uh, I just clearly he was a immense talent. No question about the fact that he deserves to be in the Packers Hall of Fame. Uh, I would contend that he probably should have probably won't long term but probably should have an outside chance at the pro football hall of fame that's how good he was um but i can't you know say specifically there's a play that leaps to mind but i i do remember him being on milwaukee radio somewhat kind of deep into his tenure and ripping on mccarthy's play calling and like telling him he needed to run the ball more i always really appreciated that as you guys know uh you can find the run the fucking ball t-shirt in our shop um, I always appreciated him for that. No doubt about that. What else we got here, folks? Nicholas says, thanks to the Super Chat, man. I'm starting to question Dobbs' durability. That's ridiculous. He plays football. You get hurt playing football. You know who doesn't get hurt playing football? People who don't play football. This is ridiculous. Why do we do this every year? With guys getting nicked up, it's, oh, he's, got, he's injury prone. You know who was injured a bunch his first three years in the league? Aaron Rodgers. Are you worried about his durability? Oh, and then, by the way, he kept getting hurt. You know why? Because he played football. Nonsense, I tell you. Nonsense. Menace, thanks to Super Chat, man. See the report on what Ballard's counter to Goody for JT. Think there was any truth to it? If so, Ballard is clearly clinically insane. Well, you got to take anything, A, coming out of those, reportedly coming out of those negotiations with a grain of salt. And you also have to remember, I doubt heavily that the ask on the Colts side was being driven by the general manager, uh, I would put pretty decent money down that ownership is driving that. So, in like as far as what he's asking for, I had heard Watson in a first or whatever, and it's like, yeah, it's like you're dealing with your a dude in your fantasy league, which is what you would expect to hear from an owner, not an actual general manager. Jason, thanks for the super chat, man. I haven't been this excited for a season since we signed Reggie. Wow. That's old school right there. And yes, that was an exciting time. I just remember thinking when the whole kind of start of free agency was happening and of course, Reggie had been connected to the Packers he had visited and before he signed, I just remember thinking there was no way in hell it was ever going to happen. And then he signed and yeah, the shock and then the excitement, that shit was real. That was a good, good, good time to be a Packers fan. Timothy, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Nags, I'm literally wondering if you think Luke Musgrave can be the most targeted tight end in Packers history, beating Finley's 92 targets. This year? 
Timothy, I know they've been utilizing him a lot in preseason and in the practices of the summer, but let's relax on 92 targets. His rookie year? Uh, that's a bit rich for my my blood there, Timothy. But who knows? We, let's let's wake up in January and he's got like 102 targets. But yes, no, I I very, 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 very much doubt it. Carl, thanks again, man. Yeah, maybe edge was the wrong word. He seems like he's not editing himself as much when answering questions. Maybe he can be more himself now. I think there's definitely a part of that that plays into it. No question about it. Especially when you're talking about not having to edit yourself because you know whatever you utter into that microphone is going to be printed out and put in front of people both via the internet and via clips printed out actually you know handed to people and the written word always comes across a little bit different than it does when you're speaking and who knows who might be reading it including a quarterback uh that leads your team so yeah i think definitely that's it's part of it Lewis, thanks for the super chat, man. With depth at edge, we send in waves at quarterbacks, man. Now you're talking my language, man. That's what I'm talking about. The something I just put up, I believe it was yesterday on Twitter. We were literally throwing out uh, Tipa and Garvin. Uh, it's like edge three and four, as recently as last year, and now you look down this depth chart: Enigbari, Smith, Gary Hollins. Now you got. Brenton Cox in the mix. Let's go. Let's go. Talk about waves. And you got the rookie, Van Ness. Who knows what you're going to get from him? Let's go, man. Let's go. Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. Vikings are cursed. That Hawkinson contract, LMAO. Well, what's just weird to me is that why didn't they get that done right away? Like when they traded for him. Um, obviously, he had his hold in, and now I'm sure his maladies have miraculously disappeared now that he's been paid. Yeah, that's, man, that's real rich for my blood. But hey, Minnesota Vikings, you do you. And keep, uh, you know, keep those uh, tight ends happy, I guess. Jackie, thanks for the super chat. Thoughts on Malik in regular season? Well, I tell you what, depending on this Dobbs injury, we maybe we see him a little bit more than we thought right out of the gate. Um, I do think he's going to be used rotationally, but sparingly. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a ton of him early on, but uh, he, I don't think any moment's going to be too big for him. And my hunch, my suspicion would be he's out there a little bit to start and he makes the most of those opportunities and he will earn more opportunities and get in the mix more as the year goes on. Uh, that's just my guess right now. But I think between the Dobbs injury and the Wicks injury, yeah, he. I think he's got a chance to play a little bit there in week one. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll get backside of the this mini break, and, and we'll find out what the injury report looks like. I have a better idea in that regard. Mike, thanks to Super Chat, man. Uh, first game ever was Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Snowball game in 85. Yours, Mike, that's amazing. I remember very specifically sitting in my parents' living room in my footy pajamas, cross-legged on the floor, watching that game. With that storm outside my window, thinking, I'm really glad I'm not at the game today. <laughs> um, my first game ever was uh, the Packers hosting the Lions in 1976. My grandpa took me, and we sat in his seats. And it's the earliest memory of my life. I was three years old. That was my first game. Ed, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Nelson catching the 60-yard pass from Rodgers to set up the winning field goal. Let's go. 
Let's go. Is that the one, Ed? Are you talking about the one in Chicago? That one was dope. I was there, and it was windy as hell. And Jordy did an amazing job, like tracking the ball because it was that was a tough, tough day to do so. No doubt about it. All right, everybody. I gotta get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor: hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.